Hey, this is Dan Harmon. Yeah. The Officer Kikowski. John Hodgman from the real community. Speaking to you from Los Angeles, a place where I do not live. Saying that love is not admissible evidence. You're listening, You're listening to, to Shut, Shut Up, Up Leonard. Leonard. And you will keep listening until I tell you to stop. Never stop. Was that was that crass? Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes. Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. I found your YouTube page. What's the point in reviewing frozen pizza? You're a box. Shut up, Leonard. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I heard about your prescription sauce. Right, too. Shut up, Leonard. I know about your crooked wang. Come on, Leonard. Shut up. You smell like mental lifters. Put on a bathing suit. Shut up, Leonard. There are no white women here, Leonard. This is not a party. What it is, soul brother. I'm thinking about breaking into the TV game. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. And today we're here to talk about a whole season of community at one time. That season is number six. We are to mourn the ending of season six. (laughs) I didn't think of it as a mourning, but sure, why not? Uh, Thanks to Alex Moshina of Slackery.com for our theme song, by the way. He did it for us. Great man. Yes, and uh, we'll tell you more at the end of the episode, but we do have a Patreon, Patreon where you can give us a little bit of money, and we're not going to leave you empty-handed. We will be releasing, almost immediately, uh, a a bonus episode, which is about Arrested Development, where we do the same thing we do here, except it's about an episode of Arrested Development. And if you give money to the Patreon, you'll get to pick which ones. We do. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Cool. I mean, we'll tell you more at the end. I was kind of lost in the song there. <laughs> uh, what do we? So this is our season six overview. We're gonna do an overview. The yep. Overview Hotel is the That's knockoff. It's called knockoff of The Shining. Okay. Yeah. In the brightening. <laughs> no, it's a knockoff. It's it, oh, I guess shine. I guess in my, my for some reason my brain was said brightening is the opposite of shining, but that's not accurate. Nope. Go on. I don't know what to say. So this episode, we will be looking over the season that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, We're going to give you mm-hmm. our top five new characters. Yeah. We're going to give you our well, favorite. Well, our top six, recall. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because we could not narrow them down. We both had six and we couldn't narrow it down. Yeah. Top six new characters. We're going to give you our favorite episode. We're going to mm-hmm. give you our least favorite episodes. Yeah. And we're going to give you a, a, a showdown yeah. between Glip Glop yep. and Ice Cube Head. Ice Cube Head. Yeah. We're going to pick our favorites of those two. Of those two. Yes. Those were the two fictional characters yeah. within the fictional universe of Community yep. to be introduced. Yeah. And we, you know what? We knew that they didn't count as new characters. No. But we had to shed some love on them. <laughs> I like that phrasing. That's a new, new phrase. <laughs> gotta shed some love. Yeah. <laughs> we got too much love on. We gotta yeah, shed we gotta it gotta on gotta shed them. it onto someone. <laughs> uh, is that where we want to start? Uh, Glue Clop versus Ice Cube Head? No, I mean, do I want to start with all those things, or do we want to start with the various social media Oh, let's do the social media things, times. Yeah. We just want to give some shout-outs and thanks to the people who have helped us get where we are. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I mean, let's start with Twitter. You got it open. Yeah. Miles Peterson. Uh, I don't think we'd heard from him before, but oh, he... And then do the Twitter name, at Ode... At, I can't read. O-D-N-E-N-T-I-N. O-D-N-E-T-I-N. 
I N N. That's not it's Nintendo correct. backwards. It's Nintendo backwards. We figured it out, guys. <laughs> this is. You know what? I sometimes when I listen to a podcast and they're they're doing a, a bit with Twitter names, I yeah. think that's not a good bit. Yeah. But, but you know what? Most of the time, I think Twitter names are fun. <laughs> yeah, we. That's good. Nintendo backwards. Miles Peterson, thank you for the kind words on Twitter. Thank you as well to Christian Safici, whose uh, Twitter handle is C Safici, keeping it simple, keeping it honest. Uh, he also had some kind things to say about the hundred. And our old pal uh, at Philly Cat, aka Ha Clinton Dix. He, uh, you know, he's always been with us. Yep, and uh, we're always glad to have him. We appreciate all of our listeners and favorites and retweeters. And Stephen Day, who is, uh, I believe, uh, he's a fan of a lot of the Benview shows. But I don't, I don't know if we've ever specifically shouted him out on this thing. I can't recall either. But thanks to Stephen Day, who was also uh, <laughs> on Twitter with us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh let's let's okay yeah let's do the negative one now yeah. we'll do another positive one <laughs> so last our last episode that we mm-hmm. did episode uh, 100 as we all recall episode 100 where we talked about uh the last season last episode of season six mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh we had derek on yes derek uh, armijo of popsicles of popsicles and other other shows and uh you know someone on facebook didn't like well his he, he wrote in to say that his negativity brought the show way down and then he called him a judgmental duck which, uh, do you think that was a, 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 an honest-to-God autocorrect mishap, or, or, or do you think it's, uh, he was doing a play on that? I think it was an autocorrect mishap. You think he was call, trying to call him a judgmental fuck? No, dick. Oh. I feel like duck is usually a, 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 a substitute for fuck in autocorrect situations, but I could also see it as, uh, in this context, meaning dick. <laughs> Yep. But this is a sort of grand tradition. The first time I appeared on Popsicles, someone said, "Hey, wait, let's more Matt Benson." Yeah. So uh, that's I don't know. That's that's the uh, it's a grand tradition of uh, guesting on a show and being told not to do it again. Yep. Uh, but you know, Brandon Brandon Snook obviously likes the show, so thank you? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, and he likes us. Yeah. So hey, no, 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 no skin off our nose. What is the phrase? <laughs> I'll take it. What Back, is the phrase? Not nose. Well, what's, there's one with a nose. Uh, I mean, you don't cut off the nose to spite your face. That's not what I'm talking about. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Answers on a postcard. Shut up, Leonard at gmail dot com. Wait, does some so someone knows. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the duck up. <laughs> uh, and then we had a Reddit situation. Yeah. Uh, someone posted on the community subreddit asking if there's a community podcast that discusses the show like Gilmore Guys. That mm-hmm. was uh, user uh, pa- Painty Gel. Yes. And uh, you know Spuds Cuckley. Yeah. Came in and said, hey, check out Shut Up Leonard. Yeah. We didn't and even I tell him to do that. Didn't even, I don't even know who that is. Me neither. But thank uh, you, Spuds. And they said they love the show. Can't wait for the season three rewatch. Which, which will is be what, coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> thanks to all the people. And I feel like a total asshole for this, but I know someone else in the in the old nighttime foam corner mentioned watching, but I can't remember who it was because I'm a bad person. But well, thank you for listening. And as we've tried before, searching that on Facebook is impossible. It's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, that's Facebook's fault. More than anyone, so yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, get on that. All right, let's move in. Let's do top six Karaks. No, that's we gotta because that's our most fleshed out one. I think we saved that for last. Let's do Glip Glop versus, versus Ice Cube Ice Head. Cube Head. <laughs> yes. Now this, I don't know if I said it before, but this is easy for one of us, hard yeah. for another one of us. Uh, if you don't recall, Glip Glop was a uh, a character of of sorts mm-hmm. introduced in the episode Intro to Recycled Cinema. Yes. Uh, he is a leftover gingivitis. Uh, what do they call them? A gleep glob? They had a funny word for monsters. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I can't recall either, but they used like the perfect funny word. He is some kind of gingivitis being. <laughs> gingivitis beast. Yeah. That uh, Elroy created back for, in the 90s. Yeah, for a, he, like tooth he fought for the rights. Commercial, yeah. He fought for the rights and got the rights to this gingivitis monster. <laughs> yeah. Who became in the uh, Captain Star And uh, the Raiders film, of the Galaxy. Uh, he became Glipclop. Yes. Voiced by Garrett. Dooba dooba dooba. Exactly. Yes. Uh, immediately, we loved Glipclop. Yeah. <laughs> Great character. Yeah. What was the hashtag? Who is Glipclop? Hashtag who's Glipclop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe they still have a limited number of shirts on the website to <laughs> <Yep>. buy. <laughs> and, of, of, of course, such a such a favorite that in the episode, at the end of that episode, mm-hmm. when there's that added scene of, of, uh, of what, the mayor of the universe, what is <laughs> yeah, he? Something like that. When he meets up, when Jeff's character... Maybe the mayor of space. Yeah. When Jeff's character meets up with... Chief Star in Hell. Yeah. Guess who else is there? It's Glip Glop. Yep. That was fantastic. It was great. That was <laughs> truly amazing. Yes. Uh, and then Ice Cube Head uh, is a creation of Chang, who was looking at his drink with ice in it at the time mm-hmm. uh, for his season seven pitch. He is a sort of magical Ice Cube creature who can solve problems by shooting ray guns at them. Mm-hmm. And he is voiced by Justin Roiland in something that is always, always funny to me. Uh, Justin Roiland sort of scrambling to make up a character, <laughs> which is something he did on his podcast, the Grandma's Virginity Podcast. Mm. It's something that we kind of saw in the Straight Days of Greendale thing. And it is never not extremely satisfying to me. I adore Ice Cube Head. Wait, are you saying that in Straight Days of Greendale, the Bill character was voiced by Justin Roiland? Was he not? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe I just inserted that in my brain because it's a similar kind of Because you brought it up when when in that when we talked about that episode. It is possible that I just in, in my brain inserted Just Rowan into that so, memory. In case people don't remember, the Straight Edges of Greendale was a web series that was released uh, either concurrently or previous to ep- season one of Community. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that, God, that picture gets <laughs> yeah. me every time. <laughs> Uh, We're talking, that, about, of course, about uh, Justin Rowland's IMDb picture, which you should all check out. Uh, in in that web series, there's a segment where they talk about how to pay or something for mm-hmm. Greendale. Yeah, and there's a like a, a a you know like from Schoolhouse Rock, the Bill character. Yeah, uh, kind of pops on screen and floats around. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing here that that was not voiced by Justin Rowland, but in my memory, he was, and that's canonical to me. I mean, I want to believe. Yeah, but, but I, it's a very similar kind of thing. Is the oh point. yeah. I think it might have been Dan Harmon doing that sort of thing, which I had to imagine was influenced by Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. Why did you look up Justin Roiland and not not uh, the Straight A's of Greendale? Which is easier to find. That's true. And which gives us stuff like this. <laughs> That's another great picture where... I don't, I don't know how to describe what's going on here. Dan Harmon is wearing... Uh, this he, was from Comic-Con. What uh, is he dressed as? A monkey or an some angel? Some kind of b- monkey angel. Uh, yeah. And Justin Roiland is... Uh, touching his body uh in a way that's sort of like twister mm-hmm. if i can describe it that way mm. uh you should check out justin Rollins IMDb. who is this point. one is this spencer grammar i believe that might be that is we got confirmation that is spencer grammar wow yeah who was on uh rick and morty on rick and morty that's what justin roland is now most well known for daughter, I think, rick and morty daughter of kelsey grammar appearing now in the entourage films and theaters everywhere wow. in america anyway so these are the these are the two fictional beings. Yeah, that we that we couldn't count as official characters, but we wanted to, as I said, shed some love on. Yeah, uh, we enjoyed them so much, and I I still can't decide which one I like more. It's it's obvious for you. For me, it's clearly Glipclop. Yeah, you love Glipclop, and I love Glipclop. I like. But I also love Ice Cube. Head. What I'm going to tell you about Ice Cube Head because uh-huh. I don't hate him. I mm-hmm. he's so much fun. Yes, 
I I love that he's Justin Roiland. I love the look of Ice Cube Head. Yes. Kind of claymation, <laughs> yeah, but claymation-esque. not quite. Yeah, claymation-esque. Yeah. Uh, like, you, I would believe it if it was hand-drawn. I would believe if it was claymation. Yeah. I don't know what to believe. Yeah. But it's great. And then I love the way that he solves people's problems, shooting them with lasers. Which tickle them. It looks like they tickle, but it's electrical yes. is the look of it. Yeah. So it looks like it should hurt. Yeah. Uh, there's a, he has another bit that we didn't even talk about where he says on the planet that I'm from, uh, cell phones taste great. So keep your cell phones away. (laughs) And Annie playfully pulls her cell phone away. (laughs) Ice Cube is delightful. That's so much fun. But, uh, Glip Clop, he has a whole emotional arc for me. (laughs) And that's, and, and, (laughs) no, you didn't. Uh, Matt Benson just Googled Ice Ice Cube Cube head. head. And it's mainly pictures of rapper Ice Cube's head. This looks to be a picture of, is that Greg Grunberg? Greg Grunberg, yeah. Uh, in, in his head encased in an ice cube. We've also got, I don't know who this is. That's a, clearly some sort of a stock photo. Uh, it's a man with an ice cube strapped to his head. And he's, and it's melting. It's rapidly. melting rapidly. He seems to be in pain. There's I mean, also the implication is that his head, head is very hot. That's another image that we're seeing here. Oh, yeah, being held in someone's hand. <laughs> <laughs> We are not finding the community character. There's a weird head. picture of like some mannequin with a hole in its neck and an arrow pointing oh, to the says, hole. Oh, it put an ice cube at where this arrow is pointing. Huh. I, you know, there's a lot going on here. LL Cool J with a crown and no shirt <laughs> is uh, coming up for some reason. So don't Google ice cube head. You're not going to get Or do. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, keep talking. I'm going to keep looking for these to, to find say. ice cube head. Uh, this looks like a Wayans brother, yeah, that's a Wayans <laughs> or maybe with the a new Wayans. The new—that's what I call Damon Junior. The new Wayans. <laughs> but uh, this does look to be the old Wayans, one of the old Wayans. <laughs> uh, keep talking while well, I, I don't. This. I don't even know. You're what to too say distracted right by the ice so cube many head pictures. results. So many ice cube related. There's there! ice cube head. We found it. <laughs> that's got to be claymation, right? It looks like it. It's so great. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. But Glip, I and and uh, there's another meta layer where Glipclop is a creation of Elroy's and his backstory is <laughs> yeah. so great to me. That's fun. That I can't. I gotta give it to Glipclop. <laughs> You're giving it to Glipclop. But Ice Cube Head, I will recognize that he's a great character, and I want to shed some love on him. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad of that. So what? Uh, I mean, are you gonna even decide, or are you just done? <sighs> it's tough. T- tell me why it's so tough. What what makes it so tough for you? I just love Ice Cube Head so much. Because I believe I've given the entire history of both characters now. <laughs> and I don't know what else you can add. I mean, but, I mean, do you love uh, Roiland that much? The Justin yes, Roiland I think and that his, is, his I improv- think... improvisational character creation style? Yes, I think that is it. Whatever I just that love Rick and that. Morty, there was that Rick and Morty episode where it was they were just watching TV shows from other yes. dimensions. And that's yes. basically, they gave Justin Roiland a mic and said, go. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and I love that Ice Cube Head reminds me of that. Yeah. You know, in fact, now that you say that, I'm going Ice Cube Head. I figured you would. I'm committing to Ice Cube Head. I figured you would. Uh, what a delight. Yeah. All right, so that that's our first contest. Yeah, <laughs> it's on a postcard. Who do you prefer, Glip Clop or Ice Cube Head? Shut yeah. up, Leonard Podcast at Gmail dot com. Hashtag Who is Glip Clop? Hashtag I love Ice Cube Head. Okay, <laughs> this is like Pigeon. What was that one called? Pigeon Head. Oh yeah, Pigeon Kananga Balloon. Kananga Balloon. Yeah, Pigeon Double Take or Kananga Balloon on the Fantastic. Podcast James Bonding with Matt and Matt. Uh, they they had a contest of which which was more believable or which less was believable. The, which was the most ridiculous moment in James Bond history? Was it the pigeon double take in Moonraker? <laughs> Hashtag pigeon double take. Or was it Kananga blowing up like a balloon in Live and Let Die? Yeah. Uh, Matt Gorley and the, the, Matt Benson were yeah. hashtag Kananga balloon. Uh huh. 
And what were you? What side were you on? I sided with the uh, the other Matt. So Matt Myra and Matt Lindy. Yeah. As you have to be designated for the rules of this game. Okay. You were hashtag pigeon double take. Yeah. Here's and this is the argument that Matt Gorley made, but it's also one that I made privately to myself and that I agree with. A pigeon double take is something that technically can happen. Now the pigeon isn't thinking, "Whoa, a hovercraft!" like he is in the movie, but a pigeon is physically capable of looking one direction, looking back, and then looking again. I'm going to tell you that a pigeon doesn't a have man, brain capacity. Um, no, it's not about brain capacity. It's about neck muscle capacity, which a pigeon does have. A coincidental pigeon double take is possible. A man cannot blow up like a balloon as portrayed by Kananga in Live and Let Die. I showed you that article. You did, and I'm not convinced that it looked like Kananga did, and I'm not convinced that he would float to the ceiling like Kananga did. And if, maybe I'm remembering this, or maybe I'm thinking of the film Rocket Man when uh, Harlan Williams' uh, spaceship, space suit blows up. Yes. But I believe, can, did Kananga float to the ceiling and then explode when he hit a stalag, mite or tight, whichever is the one that hangs from the ceiling? I believe it's mite? Well, anyway, he hit a rock on the ceiling and exploded, which is, yeah. all parts of that are ridiculous. Hashtag Kananga balloon. I'm still fighting that battle. Even though we've lost, Pigeon Double Take did win that. Good. But so, me and Matt Gorley are standing <coughs> firm in the hashtag Kananga Loon and the hashtag I love Ice Cube <laughs> debate. We'll do Karaks and then episodes or episodes and then Karaks? Let's do Karaks and then episodes. Okay. We're going to count down. I, I feel like it's going to be hard, though. From six to one. Okay. Number six. You go first. Oh, geez. Well, uh, this was the character portrayed by Lisa Loeb. Oh, interesting. Julie from the band Natalie is Freezing, who yeah. appeared... In the episode Advanced Safety Features. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not write down what episodes they appeared in. Well, I I did, and, well, one of them I didn't, but I th- might remember. We'll okay. see. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, uh, Natalie's Freezing was uh, introduced early in the season. Uh, it was a, a bonding moment between Britta and Elroy, and yes. then it turned into a moment where Elroy realized that Britta's the worst. Yep. Which I, I enjoyed <laughs> that so much. Uh, and I like Natalie's Freezing as, as just an idea yep. in the universe. And then the introduction of the main singer. Who was not named Natalie. Who was not named and Natalie. thinks it's ridiculous that people assume that. And that it is actually Lisa Loeb. Yep. A, a singer from the 90s. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this was like a, you know, a big 90s band. Mm-hmm. And that Elroy dated her. Yes. Th- there was a lot of good. There's a lot going on there that is Coinciding enjoyable. things that were fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, good times. I'll agree. Uh, she's not on my list. Okay. I'll say, but I enjoyed her a lot. Mm-hmm. My number six, he appeared in the episode with Glipglop, as oh. a matter of fact, played by uh, big time 80s star Steve Gutenberg. And of course, I'm talking about Maury. Wow. The film producer who is super, super into Chief Star on the Raiders of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, amazed and impressed by every little plot twist. Uh, and I and I just love that he's so he's so down for whatever they want to do, and then at the end he does not know what the internet is, which is a pretty big feeling for a failing, rather for a producer of any kind of content in 2015. Uh, you know what can I say? I'm, I'm laughing at pretty much every line this guy says. He was a delight from start to finish. I think he's a terrific character. His name is Maury. He was not a pedophile on this show like some other shows. Oh, that's a spoiler. If I told you what show it was, okay. Uh, my number five, Briggs Hatton, as portrayed Briggs by Matt Gorley Hatton. in the end tag. Who we've already talked about in James Bonding. <laughs> in the end tag of the, what was it, Wedding Videography yes. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think 
what I really loved about this was the it was a complete surprise in the sense that uh, this kind of end tag hadn't happened before. Yeah. Uh, I love that it was Matt Gorley. Yeah. Who played this. Briggs Hatton Perfectly. is a real writer. Yes. And that's the other crazy thing was... Presumably he's not as into incest as Matt Gorley is. No. And, and uh, Matt Gorley's portrayal of him is. And uh, I love that this this character was so into this topic yes. and perhaps stuck around for five seasons worth of community <laughs> yeah. before finally someone said, go ahead and write this episode. Yeah. Uh, and in that scene where he's in the... They show... It's a dialogueless scene in the writer's room. Yeah. The fake Dan Harmon. Fake Dan Harmon's great. It's so great. <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. Just as he sits there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I just love... I mean, uh, Gorley's delivery here was perfect. Pitch perfect, some would say. And Cups. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Briggs Hatton. Briggs Hatton. <laughs> the fictional characterization <laughs> of Briggs Hatton. Yes. Uh, my number five is... Uh, appeared in the episode entitled don't know that don't remember the title off the top of my head sure but it was the subway honda episode advanced safety features advanced safety features this is a character played by the great william zane and his name is uh never explicitly revealed they call him hillary when they're in public yeah but uh we know him as honda boss yeah the honda boss what a delight uh some he he kind of he's got he's got a he really greatly nails the sort of evil boss voice uh and yet everything he says sort of betrays that when he's uh trying to hide in public unsuccessfully when he's giving his evil the honda's great pitch he is uh just a, a joy and a wonder and i think it's time even though i continually fail to recognize billy zane anytime i see him in anything i think it's time to realize that he is a talent and uh, he was very fantastic in this show. My number four. Number four. Previously mentioned on your list. Oh. oh. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. As Maury. Maury. Uh, what, and, and just to build on what you said, mm-hmm. what I, and, I mean, what I really think got Maury as such a perfect character yeah. was that his reaction to the film that they were making yes. was as if, like, how an audience should have reacted to it. Like it was like this yeah. weird <laughs> yeah. idea of how an audience should react. He to was film. the ideal audience. Yeah. yeah. He was <laughs> reacting to everything. Yeah. And, and that, I thought that was really funny. Yes. That was really, that was great. Delightful. Especially when they were making up lines and scenes and he was, he was reacting as if it was plot at all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Blue Glob's a spy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that really got to him. A lot of fun. And he really got to me. It was good. <laughs> he got to all of us. It's yeah. clear. Uh, my what are we on four? Yeah, my number four, a major player in this season, Ooh. introduced uh, in I think every episode, and her name of course is Francesca Frankie Dart. Uh, uh, I re- I really enjoyed her character. Hmm. I think she it, it, she's a sort of weird, uh, almost remix character, in that she's got elements of Abed, she's got elements of Annie, and she's got a little bit of her own twist. Uh, it's been a known fact that I'm a huge fan of Padgett Brewster's uh, even before this. Of course, we all know and love her from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, and I and I think uh, she she does the part ably here. She's she's great. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you you watched we talked about her throughout this whole season. Yep. Thumbs up for her. <clears throat> my number three. We're on number four. My number. I said my number four. Oh, I thought we're. I, I go first. You, I thought I do. And I then forgot you do. that you go first. Okay. So do your number three. Just do your number four again. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get in the loop here. My we're just gonna loop around four for a while. <laughs> my number three is Elroy Keith David Elroy, Elroy Potashnik. 
he was introduced in the second episode. Yeah. He was in most episodes. Correct. Uh, great character. Uh, I really loved the way that he's introduced. He's literally just in an RV yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot of Greendale. <laughs> yep. And somehow the he convinces the dean to buy this virtual reality unit. Yep. Which is using technology from at least 20 years ago. Worlds within worlds. Uh, worlds within worlds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, his line delivery mm-hmm. in most episodes was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, in the email episode when he says, this is Vietnam. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and in the, in the, uh, uh, recycled cinema episode mm-hmm. when he's doing the scene where his eye, his third eye falls off Yeah. and he says, Oh, but I fixed it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got this. I'm a robot. So my eye can fall off. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. He is great. He's uh, so good. Uh, and his departure in the last episode, uh, really hurt me. It's a, uh, you know, straight to the heart. Uh, my number three, previously mentioned on your list, is of course the great Briggs Hatton, played <laughs> by Matt Gorley. Yeah. Uh, what I a thing that I that I really liked here that I saved for when I talked about him mm-hmm. is that uh, he never. It's it's a good point that he never explicitly states he's into incest. Oh yeah. He's just very into incest facts. <laughs> he just finds them very interesting, uh, and I think that's that's the, that's where comedy lives. And Matt Gorley does a, an amazing job. And we should all celebrate him in our daily lives and listen to Pistol Shrimps Radio. It's a great podcast that he does. I don't know what that is. You just said words I don't know. He does commentary on the Ladies Comedy Basketball League that Aaron McGathy is in, as a matter what? of fact. Yeah. That him and Mark McConville from Super Ego. What? And part of the appeal is that none of them know either. Uh, not, none of them know either. Th- oh, I meant to say neither of them know anything about basketball, and that's fun. And I'll tell you, it's it's actually reminiscent of Kirk uh, announcing the hockey team in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's pretty great. Hashtag Dire Straits. Listen to Pistol Strips Radio. Why are you just telling me about this now? Uh, I, th- I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's my can... number three. Briggs Hatton. <clears throat> my number two. Numero. Duh. Previously mentioned on your list. Oop. Oop. Billy Zane! Billy Zane! What a great crack. When he showed up in that episode, yeah. blew my mind. Yes. First of all. Of course. Because I, I, much like you, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Then when I knew who it was, I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his portrayal of the, you know, the, the shadowy boss, who's actually just super nice. Yeah. And wants to be shadowy, but can't quite pull it off. Yeah. He's constantly trying to exit the scene by just disappearing, but he yeah. can't get anyone to look away long enough for him to disappear. Yes. Uh, that's great. It's a triumph. I, I love that, uh, perhaps there's, there's a shadowy organization that does all these guerrilla marketing and yeah. he's the leader of it. Yeah. Or maybe he's an underboss. We don't know. I think he's an underboss. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could be like a Dean yeah. to the guerrilla marketing world. I like that. <laughs> uh, but the, you can tell that he gets up to a lot of misadventures. Yeah. <laughs> he's always recruiting. Yeah. He's always trying to find the fresh talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a fun character. Yeah. Really great. Good times. Uh, my number two. I'm going to say maybe future reference on your list if I can make a prediction. <laughs> yeah, based on what I've heard so far. Correct. I've got the guy from Jeff's gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, played by Ryan Ridley. Uh, this is There's 0% of this storyline is not delightful. Uh, to remind you, of course, his story is that three years ago, <laughs> Uh, Jeff saved his life at, at a gym. He, he had dropped a weight on his chest. Jeff came in and lifted it off. Uh, and now Jeff is really calling in those favors to make up for it. The, uh, the 80s TV show intro, uh, of the story of this guy's life 
is perfect in every way. And I don't, I don't, I can't think of a single bad thing to say about it. And since I'm, that's your number one, correct? <laughs> yes. Would say your number piece about one. Him now. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in the episode Grifting 101. Yes. Uh, and this was just a, a weird, he shows up as the telegram man. Yes. That's how he's credited as. Yes. Uh, and cause Jeff just needed someone to, you know, show up and deliver a telegram. As part of his, as part of his, ill thought out grift. His grift. Yeah. Uh, and then there's he's the same man who leaves a lotto ticket on a table, yeah. And which immediately the the Matt Berry whatever his professor's name was Santiago something like that. Who knows? And uh, he he cal- he calls him out. He says that was the Telegram man. Yeah. And Jeff goes, no, it wasn't. I DeSalvo. mean, who? DeSalvo. And it's ironic because I cannot remember his name on when we did that episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, and that leads to that delightful end yes. tag reveal. So- God damn good. <laughs> so great. Yeah. He shows up and he says, hey, uh, I'm done. Uh, do you need anything else? And he says, oh, yeah. Can you go do this? And then there's this great turn from the regular community scene to yeah. this guy walking out in the hallway. The music starts. Yeah. His face drops. <laughs> the narration comes in. And it's perfect. Yes. It's so oh, beautiful. Good. The the end of that where it's it's he's like in a foggy area with a car yeah. behind him yeah. you can tell like he reaches in for his phone he makes yeah. a face he answers it and he looks right at the camera with this perfect look <laughs> yeah because it's jeff again it's jeff calling again for another favor yeah he's calling in all these favors <laughs> don't know how to say no so good great and uh another fun thing when after that episode i tweeted about how much i loved uh the guy from jeff's gym mm-hmm. and an actual jim favorited that tweet nice <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they they uh, like it too. Yeah. Uh, my number one, previously mentioned on your list, mm. we're saying a lot here. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised that he was not higher on your list, to be honest. My number one is Elroy Potashnik. Yeah, made some tough calls. Yeah. This was, this was a hard, this was a hard choices. Yeah. But Elroy, I mean, just, uh, he was a real all-star. Just all throughout the season, every episode hitting gold. Mm. Uh, you didn't even mention his uh, addiction to uh, encouraging white people. Oh my God, that was so, so good. Funny. His pants song, <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh, what, what a, what a, what a, you know, this, to this, this late in the game, six seasons in, that someone can just come in and still steal the show. Yeah. As a regular Really impressive. Keith David's amazing. And absolutely, he meshes Sh- with Sean the cast. Connery just walked into the room when you said absolutely. <laughs> he, he messes meshes with the cast. Yes, it's it, perfectly to such a point where it becomes a, a regular recurring thing where he will tell off Britta mm-hmm. for anything, and and to the point where there's so he does it at one point and Annie gives him a high five. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was great because Annie had taken to calling her out because she wouldn't pay the rent. Yeah, and that's super great. Yeah, the the whole the collection there, it fits right in. Uh, I mean, since we're since we're talking about cracks, yeah, we should definitely give a a shout out to uh to uh to <laughs> to? <laughs> to Shirley Shirley Bennett yeah Shirley Bennett Shirley Bennett Shirley Bennett Shirley Bennett what's that <laughs> good what is that though you don't know what that is no isn't that didn't we do that before. Maybe <laughs> when you were on Nerds Over, you weren't you doing that song? Oh, probably. It's uh, it's in my head apparently for some is, reason. Isn't it the Hallelujah chorus from? Oh yes, Handel's Messiah. And I did do that on Nerds Eye View, and who can say why it's in my head these well, days? It's from Face Off. I mean, it's not from Face Off, but I just watched yeah. Face Off, and it's in Face Off. That's a good movie. No, I think that's what Handel had in mind when he wrote that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He said a crazy person will dance weirdly to this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in her cameos, uh, we didn't even mention the um, the butcher and the baker 
Yes. Uh, the butcher character, uh, Stephen Weber. Yep. Uh, From Wings. He didn't make the it Shining, of our list. Miniseries. But he, you know, he showed up. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and then she shows up uh, again at the end. Yeah. In the female. F- 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 yeah. Uh, she shows up just to just to sit in the study room chair and ask Frankie why she's here. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so and 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 do stereotypical black person stuff with Elroy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because yeah. the dean's remembrance <laughs> yes. of them is that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so I mean, thanks to Event Nicole Brown. Yeah, for showing up. Yeah, for two eps. More than I can say about Donald Glover. Am I right? We saw the the back of Troy's head that was not Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she's she's on Odd Couple now, but you know, yeah. we'll, we'll let it be. What? We'll get her for the movie. I'd my brain tried to access the Odd Couple theme song and <laughs> file not found, even though I was literally singing it yesterday. You know what? Came, you said Odd Couple theme song, and I thought of Get Smart theme song. See, that's Odd Couple. Yeah. <laughs> it was so close. I know. Mine wasn't file not found. It was wrong file <laughs> yeah. listed. You had the tags mixed up in your in your directory. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... Favorite. And least favorite episode, I had to take a sharp left turn away from handle. Good. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll do. What you, you want to do least or most? Let's first? do least first. Yeah, that makes sense. What's your least? After some internal debate, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe I did say this on the actual recording that the, it was my least of the season so far. Yeah. Uh, and I I feel like I have good reasons. Mm-hmm. I f- I feel like I'm not unjustly uh-huh. maligning this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, the basic email security. Basic email security. That's the Goopty Goopta Goopty episode. Yeah. Uh, where there's some kind of offensive comedian that's going to perform on campus that yeah. causes a hacker mm-hmm. to say, you need to stop this performance, otherwise we're going to leak all your emails. And yeah. as a taster, they give the um, lunch ladies email emails. Yes. Uh, and this is where we get that information that doesn't Buzz. make any sense that Buzz Hickey is dead. Yes doesn't make any sense that mm-hmm. information yeah they reference to him later in the season without saying rest in peace yep uh we don't get any closure on that so it just opens a big can of worms yeah. just in that first moment yeah and then the reveal of who the hacker is i feel like doesn't add up it doesn't make a complete story for me uh it was revealed to be another child yeah uh perhaps on a joke that you know hackers are all babies or something uh, but I don't see why he would care about that. And and in itself, it's a uh, the whole episode was more or less a reference to the Sony hack, which was related to the the hackers calling the film uh, the interview. No, was that what it was called? Yeah, the interview. Mm-hmm. They're calling that offensive. Yeah, and and so that's what Gupta 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 was offensive. You know. Yeah, we got the parallels. Yeah, uh, and I just I feel like the parallels were there, but the the story didn't fit. The narrative. I liked a lot of the gags, though. Yes. Uh, a lot of great gags in that up. That's where, I mean, I previously quoted Elroy as, as it's Vietnam, baby. Like, yeah. is that's a great line. Yeah. Uh, that's a great moment. I will say, I was not as bothered by the reveal at the end as you were. Uh, I, I I don't, I think the that was not really the point of the episode, so it, to me, it, it, it didn't really matter. Well, sure. That it didn't kind of connect. Uh, and some great gags. I would I would put that on probably the bottom half if I were to rank all the episodes. Mm. But uh, I wouldn't call that my least favorite. I think I mean, it's got some, some great even, bits. Even in my mind, uh, because the only person who attends that performance was Neil. Fabulous Neil, yeah. He shows up. Mm-hmm. 
And in my mind, I thought, oh, and he tries to run or something. He tries to do something at one point. In that he tries scene. to stop the performance when it's revealed that everyone's emails will be leaked. Yeah. And, and in that mind, I thought then, oh, he is the hacker. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I that made more sense to me than a small child, because in, in that way, I almost thought it was a callback to when he boiled all the, the yams. Remember what? that? What are you saying? Remember when Neil boiled the yams because yeah. he was in love with Vicky? Yes. Yeah. What are you saying, though? That that would be like a callback to his criminal activity the first time. What would be a callback? Him being the hacker. If oh. Neil was the hacker. But that, that to me, runs into the same exact problem you had with the eventual, the real storyline, which was it doesn't connect or make sense. I think that's just a cheap callback. I think it's better than just some random kid. All right. That's uh, all. I okay. Mean, that's me. <laughs> that's right. just me. My least favorite episode. Maybe it's me, but just me. <laughs> My <laughs> least favorite episode. Yeah. Your least episode. An, es- an essay by Matt Pence. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no. Uh, this, uh, you know, I, I, as I, I, I uh, as I was looking through the episodes, yep. I, uh, I had a hard time with this one cause I realized I, I liked every episode this season. It was certainly, I mean, my, my list grew longer as I looked at the mm-hmm. episodes, but then I was like, you know, I don't hate these. Yeah. It's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick something. Yeah. And the episode that I have selected as my least favorite. Uh, features elements that I I'm ready to do a spit take that I love. Here we go. Elements that I love, and yet overall, it just didn't quite come together as much as the other episodes did for me. And that episode is Grifting One Hundred and One. Oh, okay. Uh, and it also surprised me because I adore Matt Berry. I think he's a fantastic man, a hilarious guy. Snuffbox, I think, is one of the funniest TV shows ever made. You can check that out on Netflix, and you should. It stars uh, Matt Berry and Rich Fulcher, and it's amazing. And the theme song uh, is featured in Dread. Correct. It's a great theme song. And I have a couple of his albums, and he's a great singer and songwriter as well. I love Matt Berry, and I obviously love the guy from Jeff's Gym in this episode. But... Uh, I don't know. This episode just felt a little slower to me than the rest. Uh, I, I thought the overall storyline, although I had some great moments, uh, didn't quite work as well as the rest. Uh, so even though I liked this episode, if I had to pick a least favorite, it would it would definitely be this one. I'm I'm gonna tell you that was in the that was in the that three was in the running. That was in the I had three written down. What Can you guess one? the third one? Let me look at the list, and I'm gonna try to guess. What I'm gonna tell you is that uh, when we were talking before recording. Mm-hmm. I had said I'd forgotten about this episode. See if you remember which one I said I forgot about. I can't remember things. Uh, was it Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing? No. Was it Basic RV Repair and Palmistry? No. Was it Basic Crisis Room Decorum? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I had literally forgotten that episode existed. Yeah. And so in my mind, I thought, well, that'll qualify it for least favorite. And yet, before you said you forgot about that episode, we talked about the dog. No, no, no. We got to, we talked about the dog when we got to, when we were talking about that episode. No, no. We talked about the dog when we were talking about Carax. Yeah, we were looking at the episodes to remember. <gasps> oh, all the this was just a thought I had in my head. We <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't say all your thoughts out loud. I thought about the dog before we talked about the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, if if you don't remember, Basic Crisis Room Decorum. I remember now. Where, I like the, I like that episode. Well, a lot. I'm talking to the listener now. I don't give a shit about the listener. You think I give a fuck about at Philly Cat? You think I give a fuck about Miles Peterson? The truth comes out. <laughs> he wasn't even at Miles Peterson. He was at Nintendo, Nintendo backwards. backwards. I like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit. That was the a double bit. truth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I agree with you on Grifting 101. The the real issue on that one for me was that you have to watch it twice for it to actually come together, I think. Kind of. And not even that. I just feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like... Um much like Elroy in the story, I feel like there was a lack of enthusiasm for the sting in the writer's room. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you know, this is something people have talked about. I, I know it was discussed by someone recently. I can't remember who was talking about it, but it was someone on a podcast. When you do a parody of a thing, it really helps if you genuinely love the thing you're parodying. Or if you can fake loving it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's why movies like, you know, Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz stand out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and I, I think the love of the sting was, was just not there in Grifting 101. No. Uh, and while I agree with it, it, it doesn't make for the best episode of the season. You stopped talking and then I had to yawn. Yeah. That was a rough no moment. One, no one picked up the slack. There was a rough moment we, there. We should get a third co-host who only talks during moments like that. That's all they're for. Is that your role on Popsicles? Kind of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk fave ep now. This is tough. This is tough. We okay. both had two candidates. We did both have two candidates. And, and we, we should we reveal our runner-ups first? Mm, I don't even know if I've decided still. Ooh, so should this I reveal is... my runner-up? Yeah. Okay, my runner-up. I'm pretty sure I know and what mine very is. very close. So I'll allow you. Try to guess what my runner-up is. Your runner-up is modern espionage. No. Okay. It's not my runner-up or my favorite. Damn. My runner-up... Tough crap. And this is very close. Uh-huh. My runner-up is lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I, your runner-up. I just love the Dean and his love of the virtual reality so much. I love that this is the... In- oh, shit. Your TV just started playing. Your TV just started playing a Nissan ad. I apologize for that. I don't know where that came from. That was from the community wiki. You know those fucks? I know we need a resource that gathers the information, <laughs> but that has happened to me time and time again. There's not as much information as I would like on the wiki, and I'm sick of it. So fix it. Well, I think we could complain more about when you're on a page for a long period of time and all of a sudden an ad will play. Yeah, that's terrible. And that's that's shocking. And why is the community... It, was, it shocked us right now in the room. You heard it. <laughs> I thought your actual TV was playing. Yeah. I thought somehow, even though your computer is here... Yeah, it, it switched back to TV mode. It switched back to TV mode, but only for the audio. This was very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> the, the community wiki, you, you need to knock that shit off. I don't like it. Um, but, but you're yeah. talking about how you love lawnmower care and this is where Elroy is introduced. Lawn, it's no, great. lawnmower maintenance and postnatal yeah. care. I, li- I like Britta's parents a lot. Uh, I think this all in all, this is a solid ep- okay. episode. My runner up. Yeah, I guessed yours because it's mine. Modern espionage. Modern. That's my runner up. Espionage. Uh, the paintball episodes are good. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, Jack. Uh, well. Except for the one that may or may not exist in season four. The one that's the dream sequence. Yeah. For Jeff and everyone in, in, in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's not good. But that's season four. It doesn't yeah. count. Uh, the other crazy thing. Season one, good paintball apps. Season two, two good paintball apps. Yeah. Season uh, three, good paintball clip. Yeah. Clip reference. Yeah. Uh, of a noir paintball. Noir. We'll get to that in our season three rewatch. Yeah, we will. Uh... But season six. Season cease. You bring in paintball again. Yeah. But it's been banned. It's underground. It's yeah. a secret paintball. Yeah. So you bring in elements of spy movies. Yeah. You got James Bond. Yeah. You got Mission Impossible. Yeah. You got Born, maybe? Sure. Who knows? Sure. It's good stuff. 
Yeah. There's there's a bit of intrigue. We still not agree on who Silverballs is. I, I listen. We both agree that Kumail w- was Silverballs. Oh, okay. We don't agree that he was the only Silverballs. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's. I think it's a. It's such a good episode. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, look. How can we talk about uh, a look back on the season without talking about when they all have their Bluetooths? The 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 yeah, the, the Save Br- Green Up Brita Committee. style pl- Bluetooths. They all have their giant Bluetooths on, and yeah. they're talking to each other, and they all have Batman code names. That's so great. That's so. That great. might be the best individual moment of of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, delightful. Yes. The good good episode. It's a, but it's my runner up. It's your runner up. It's not even the best for me. What's okay? We're gonna count down from three. Okay. And we're both gonna say our number ones at the same time. Yeah. What, what if we match? That would be delightful. Okay. Do I think we're gonna match? I don't think so either. Okay. Because lawnmower maintenance surprised me. Hmm? Ready? Three, two, one. Emotional consequences of broadcast television. (laughs) So mine was the finale. Okay. And yours was the chief star in the Raiders of the Galaxy episode. I just love that so much. You just love Glip Glop. You just got a big old... And I love Ice Cube, man. It came, <laughs> it came down to that. After all this, it came down to Glip Glop versus Ice Cube, man. Damn, it really did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go ahead. Okay. Why do you love the... Why is the finale your favorite episode of scene six? I love that this... Here we... Uh, if I can say one slight issue with season six although i don't even consider it that much of an issue because i think it is resolved with the finale is that there was not enough uh real emotion between the characters and their interactions and i think season six did that really well i think it, it uh quite maturely uh almost to the detriment of the future of the show <laughs> dealt with the arcs of the characters specifically abed and annie um i really felt the emotion there in a, in a way that i was honest and i liked and i i liked the little cap they put on the jeff annie romance i think that was very well done uh, and on top of all that, you got Ice Cube Head bringing the fun. You, you, so you, you get fun and you get uh, emotion all in one package. And I think that makes for a great finale. Uh, and I think it's also got the great, you know, bit uh, element of sort of Dan Harmon talking to the audience and saying, you know, hey, who, this is this is why we like television. This is what it can be. And season, you know, who knows what's going to happen in season seven. But if you, if you just picture your own, that's as happy as you're going to get. All right. Now, all why right. did you like... Well, I keep, well, so, what? Intercycled cinema. Yeah. This is the episode which has the f- fake film, mm-hmm. Chief Star, and the Raiders, Ra- Raiders, Raiders of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, Someone uh, can't remember the name of the movie from their favorite episode. All right. <laughs> I always want to call it Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because that's what they're riffing on. Yeah. Uh, the, the premise here is is pretty great. Yes. That Chang gets famous for, for being in a commercial. Damn, girl. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's good. It's a good use of Chang. This whole season had such a great use of Chang yeah. overall. Chang was well utilized here. It's it's insane to me that, you know, other seasons really fail, mm-hmm. uh, especially season four. Yes. Trying to force something like Changnesia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when all the rest of mm-hmm. us wish we had Changnesia. Yeah. Uh, here he's great. Yes. He's fantastic because what's what's good here is that the Chang is is restrained. We have a clip of Chang yes. that is being used yeah. to fill an entire film yes. uh, about him. Yeah. Uh, and that's so funny. Uh, the Dean is is Chang's body double, yep. which is disturbing yes. to me, but in a way that is funny. Yeah. 
Uh, and it, as we pointed out in, in a season three episode, mm-hmm. we had uh, Chang as a Dean double. Yeah. So we've, we've seen both sides Full of that circle. coin. Yeah. Uh, you have Frankie on the steel drums. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've already talked about Elroy and his third eye falling off. Yep. Uh, you got Jeff as the mayor of space. Yep. Annie as a sex robot. Turned, who's also his daughter. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. And the, the sometimes Annie's going to reach into her boobs, yep. pull out a laser bomb, Yes. and everything's going to be great. <laughs> That's all great. The whole the whole thing being multiple references to Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> great. Maury, great character. Sure. Uh, this episode's got it all for me. Yeah. That's, and it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun and funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean... The the one downside I would say about this episode is that I could see this being an episode where they allow Chang to stay in Hollywood. He doesn't come back to Greendale. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's not the direction that they wanted to go. Yeah, it's not what or, they did. Or uh, if it was written in such that way that they could allow him to leave, he doesn't. Yes. Uh, the actual actor. Um, Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong. Uh, is still on the show. So <laughs> even though he's now he's got his own show yeah. coming out soon. Dr. Ken. Well, not soon. I mean, in the fall. Yeah. Probably. So who who can say? Uh, but yeah, it's a good, it's so, and it's so It's fun. a goodie. I love it. And I think it's, it's gone on record that I love it when the characters dress up as other people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, when we get to season three, I'm going to enjoy the, that, that episode where they have to break out the Dean so much. Yes. That's I'm going to enjoy a, that oh, so, that's so much. Oh, that's a Okay. Um, the I mean, plugs? Uh, there was one more thing. Loose business. Loose? What? The, the, I, I, we almost forgot to mention the, so in the last episode, not the last episode, in the, in the Garrett's wedding episode, wedding mm-hmm. videography, mm-hmm. I hypothesized. Oh, this fucking thing. <laughs> that Aaron McGathy. Yeah. Uh, was in the episode as Garrett's wife. Yeah. Uh, because they had just, she had just married Dan Harmon. And it was cheaper because she already had a wedding dress. Yeah. Now, although that may not be true, mm-hmm. because of a recent tweet yes. that she did with pictures... Of her actual wedding. Of her actual wedding to, to Dan, Dan Harmon. Harmon. That is the same dress. Take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. Reader, you see that dear readers. as confirmation of your conspiracy theory. It adds to it. Mm, yeah, it adds, adds to it, it, but it's not... Com- it, it adds to nothing is what it adds to. You had zero... And now you have one when you still need to be at, like, 100, is what I'm going to say. One step at a time. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can look to the future. Yeah. Uh, do you personally hope that they do season seven or a movie first? Or uh, or never a season seven, just a movie? Honestly, I think I think that would be the way to go at this point, is a movie and no season seven. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that Dan Harmon could probably make a season seven work. Because mm. I think that's the kind of mojo he's got, but if 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 it were my call right now, I would greenlight a movie and not a season seven. I uh, I mean I was almost tempted to to posit the question for both of us to ponder: mm-hmm. Could a season seven work without Dan Harmon? The funny thing is, we kind of already know the answer. No. It, well, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it it couldn't. Yeah. Or at least it I. I mean, like, who could they put in charge? Because they already put in charge in season four. They put people, the writers, a lot of them were the same. Yeah. It was it was a strange thing where Dan Harmon was such an influence on the show. Yeah. You immediately felt his loss. Yeah. Uh, which is so strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just shows how much he puts of himself into into the show. Yeah. 
do you do you I I kind of think he he doesn't want to do a season seven. I think he doesn't. I don't think he has an answer to that. I don't mm. think he knows if, whether or not he wants to do a season seven. I think his kind of philosophy is is to write every season as if it's your last. Mm. Uh, and I think that's kind of the mindset he's in now. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what Dan Harmon will eventually decide. I, I think he wrote this as the last season, but I also think he wrote season five as the last season. I also think mm. he wrote season three as the last season. <laughs> season two, I think, was the last season he did not write as the last season. Yeah. Um, and and you know, we'll see. We'll see where the story goes from here. I mean, I think he wants to please the fans. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, and, yeah. And since the call was six seasons in a movie, mm-hmm. he's done the six seasons. Let's yeah. get a movie. Yeah. In there. Yes. Uh, and if if that's the way he wants to go, that's great. Yeah. I think whatever he wants to do, I'm do on. Do you board. think they're gonna try to go theatrical, or do you think it's gonna be a Yahoo movie, or what do you think? Uh, I mean, if Yahoo is willing to do a movie, well, like, Yahoo said they want to do season seven. Okay. I don't. I mean, take do you think Netflix you would be interested or able to do a movie? Do you think there'd be a rights issue? I th- yeah, I don't know. We'd have to talk to an entertainment I mean, lawyer for that. Does I mean I don't even know if Hulu would have the rights to a movie. Who? Yeah, who can say? I don't even know how that would work. Uh, but I think even beyond uh, a, a community movie, which I mean, we were in the room at a at a comic con where he said if if I mean perhaps jokingly that the movie would be about them rescuing Troy from the pirates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least going back to Troy or f- figuring out that storyline. I would like Troy to be in the movie. Oh, of course. Yeah. I would love everyone to come back. Everyone. Even Chevy Chase. Well, I mean, they got him to come back for the first episode of season five. Yeah, and that was great. was a delight and a surprise and great. It, okay, let's say this. I think one scene, flashback, that's Flashback, it. that's what you're saying. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I Or, or a, uh, if they can make a weird ghost vision funny, yeah. I'd believe it. I'm going to say flashback or ghost. I mean, yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. He's not He's we not can't do fake, a hologram again. But not a hologram and not a fake death. Yeah. He is dead for real. Yes. But it's either a ghost vision or a flashback. Yeah. But I uh, mean, that ghost vision could even be a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, any which way, if they could make it funny. Any which way you can. Let's have his spirit be reincarnated in the form of an orangutan. Yeah. That who, would be your dream. Who's friends with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even, even so, whatever Dan Harmon does next, which we love Rick and Morty. Yeah. Season two is coming out uh, very soon to now june something is it june it's either late june or early july june rick and morty's a great show don't stop you love, look i'm sorry i looked over at what you were searching for uh you i mean you you've already gone on record ice cube head is justin roiland yes great stuff a great performer great you know improviser character voice character actor whatever you want to call it july 26 imdb is saying but who wow. can trust imdb that's true so whatever Dan Harmon does next, I think we're on board. Yeah. If he can get a movie done that's not community related, yeah. I think we're there. I'd be on board. If he does another TV show that's not community, I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, when we watched the the Harmon Town documentary. Yeah. And we we got to see bits and pieces of his. Uh, was it the Fox show that didn't get picked up uh, or the CBS show? I I mean neither got picked up. Well, but it was the one that we saw was either Fox or CBS. I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, but that sounded really good. Yeah. And to see his process there was a lot of fun yes and and to see that he cared so much about that script and the way that his life informs the script and yeah it's great yeah i think he's talented he's uh, got a bright future regardless of what people you know people on the internet say things yeah people on the uh, internet are dumb cares? except for our fans i think it's funny consistently yeah uh and that's that's why we keep coming back yeah plugs 
Yeah. Uh, I do another podcast. Mm-hmm. I do a couple, but one of the other ones is called Nerds I View, where every week I talk Nerds about a new film that's in theaters. You were on the most recent one. Nerds Matt Benson himself. I was. I was trying to sing a song, and you were you were looking at me in a way I was trying to get suggested. you to stop and say, yes, I was on that episode. I, I'm always trying to get you to stop saying. And I didn't want to stop. I was I was in the middle of a jam. We talked about Spy, which we delightfully dubbed Spee. Spee. Yeah. Uh, the, the Paul Feig, Melissa McCarthy movie. Yeah. And uh, that, was a good, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, next week is Jurassic World. Yep. Gotta, gotta come check that out. So go to nevpodcast.com or benvnetwork.com slash nev. Check that out. My personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. Uh, as, we, as I said in the intro, we yeah. have a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash shutupleonard, where you can go and give us a little money, and you'll either get to, depending on how much you give, you can pick or help pick our bonus episodes if we get to the money for a bonus episode. Or just by giving, I think, even like a dollar, you get access to that bonus feed, which you don't have a choice what we, you know, yeah, talk but, about. But, it'll be the but you get all those episodes. Yeah. Extra episodes. Extra episodes. That aren't about community. They're about other TV shows. Yeah. Uh, shows like Arrested Development and more to come. More to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so please, go, if you enjoy this, if you feel like we're doing a good job, if you're being entertained. Do you know that's the plural of Mordecai? Yeah, I, I was going to make a Mordecai joke, but I couldn't do it. You beat me to it, you bastard. So, anyway, that's podcast yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to binviewnetwork.com. I don't know where this accent is from, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, you go to BenViewNetwork.com. You can check out all the shows on there. Uh, shows like Popsicles. Shows like Matt and Brando's Wrestling Show. Uh, shows like, uh, what else do I do? Benson's Toolbox. Shows like BenView on Spielberg. And shows like Pick Your Path, the Choose Your Own Adventure style podcast. It's a, it's a, Am I from Chicago? Is that what this is? Chicago. Or, the, or wherever Chicago would be if it was in Canada. <laughs> Canadian, yeah, Canadian Chicago, yeah. Um, pick Your Path is a scripted show. Uh, it's got chapters you can choose. It's an enhanced podcast. If you're listening on a uh, Apple device, uh, no problem. If you're on Android, you need the VLC app. But uh, either way, it's a fun time. It's got chapters you can skip around and, and, and make the store, make your own, go your own journey. You get to pick your path. Yeah. Uh, like the title. Just like the title says there. You go to BenviewNetwork.com. You'll find them all there. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show at Shut Up Len Pod, and you can write us an email at shutuplenardpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that, that, is that it? Is that everything? Google Pylon. What separates flagons and dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Um, yes, this is Frank, which I was, I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. <laughs> and even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin-on-goblin goblin taste. <laughs> Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at bendunetwork.com.